Let's find out. We got Frank Florian joining us. Frank is, uh, of course, tell us world of science in Edmonton, the director of the planetarium and the space sciences department there. Frank, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Shay. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, sir. So t- how, do, how do we say it? I ask you this every time we talk. Yeah, it's uh, called the Perseid Meteor Shower, or sometimes, if you just call them this group, the Perseids. And uh, it's got that name because what we're going to be seeing tonight seems to originate out of the constellation of Perseus, okay. one of the patterns of stars that we see in our evening sky. Perseid. We'll remember yes. that for next time. Okay, and tonight is the night, right? Tonight's the best night for it? Yeah, today is the peak of the Perseid meteor shower. Uh, it's, uh, the peak is said to be around 7 p.m. our time, uh, but of course it doesn't get dark till about 10.30 or so. And even then, the early meteors are going to be sort of uh, skimming the upper atmosphere of the Earth, so you got to wait a little bit later. So, um, you know, anytime after uh, 10.30, you start looking up, and you might start seeing some of these streaks of light crossing the sky, all coming away from the constellation of Perseus in the early evening. That's seen off towards the uh, northeastern part of the sky. But uh, the meteors will appear everywhere in the sky, just moving away from the northeast in the early evening and raining down on you by the early morning hours. Okay, so you don't necessarily have to look in one particular direction. If you just look up, you'll probably see something? You bet. You just got to look up. Now, this year we have the full moon or the near yeah. full moon. It was actually full yesterday, and that's going to shed a lot of extra light in the sky. So, you know, from the city with our city lights and with the moon up there, we're only going to see the brighter meteors uh, from the, the city of Edmonton or any kind of uh, urban location. If you're out in the country, you might see a few more, but again, that full moon, uh, near full moon, is going to hinder some of that meteor watching. Do you need any equipment, Frank? Can you just look up with the naked eye, or do you need binoculars or anything like that? You know, with meteors, uh, you just got to look up with your own eyes, and it's usually best to take in a, as wide a field of view as possible. So I lie down on a, a lawn chair and just kind of look up and gaze up and scan the sky all around because uh, they can appear anywhere in the sky, not just in one certain area. So uh, a nice thing to do is just lie back and look up and scan the sky. Now, if there's a bright fireball, something that really lights up the entire sky, and if you have some binoculars handy, you might want to use those binoculars and look at the trail of debris left behind from that bright fireball associated with the Perseid meteor shower, and uh, that's always kind of cool to look at and see what the atmospheric winds do with the debris from that um, particle burning up in the Earth's atmosphere. How big of a difference does it make if you get out of town? Like, is it worth it, do you think, to, to make that trip? Is it going to be a startling difference? You know, with the full moon in the sky, it's uh, probably not going to make that much of a difference. Uh, If you can shield the southern horizon a bit with some trees, uh, kind of get rid of that uh, glow of the moon, you know, uh, the moon's low enough in the southern sky that you might be able to see some more of the fainter ones, uh, even from the city uh, and out in the country. you probably see a few more, but I wouldn't say it's going to be that many more. Now, these aren't giant things racing. It's like a shooting star, right? Yeah, that's what these things are. We call them shooting stars, falling stars, or meteors. And these are small bits of debris, in this case, left behind by a comet called Swift Tuttle. Uh, That comet uh, came by the inner solar system back in 1992, and on that passage, it left behind some new material that the Earth is passing through. So it gave us some kind of outburst years where we saw a greater number of these meteors uh, uh, through the sky. And these particles left behind by a comet are quite small, under order of like a grain of sand, maybe a little bit bigger, maybe the size of a marble for some of the bigger ones, but uh, they're pretty tiny. Okay, and tonight's the night, but if you miss it tonight, usually lasts for a couple of nights, doesn't it? Well, this particular meteor shower has a very broad uh, kind of uh, date range. It starts around July 14th and goes to about August 24th, 
but uh, it's during the peak nights, peak. like tonight, tomorrow night, that you'll probably see the most number of uh, Perseid meteors. After that or before the peak date, you'll see a few maybe during the night, and that's a big maybe. Um, you know, uh, on a night like tonight with the moon up in the sky, you might be able to count a few meteors per hour. If there was no moon in the sky and you're away from bright city lights, uh, then uh, the zenith hourly rate would be upwards of about 90 meteors per hour, so like one a wow. minute at least. Uh, but again, with the moon up there, city lights and that, uh, you might be lucky to, you know, see a few bright ones during the night. But uh, don't don't look for it like rain coming down at you. Okay, fair enough. All right. Excellent stuff. Thank you so much, Frank. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks, Shane. Uh, keep looking up. Yeah, talk to you later. All right. Frank Florian, the director of the Planetarium and Space Sciences at the TELUS World of Science in Edmonton. I don't know if I'll drive out there. Frank had told me, yeah, it's going to be amazing. You need to go out and check it out. Might do that. I don't know. I keep meaning to do stuff like this because it really does fascinate me. As I've told you, when we talk about space on the show, I love it. It's interesting to me. It's something I think I could spend a lot of time reading about, but I'd love to go to the Jasper. They have, I don't know what they call it, the dark skies celebration or something, but it's, I think it's like a UN designation that Jasper has received called the dark skies uh, observatory or something because it's it's far enough removed from any urban center where you get out there and uh, dark sky reserve thank you texter uh, the dark sky reserve where it's far enough removed from any large urban centers that you can really get a look at the way things are without the the light pollution 